Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to the Vagistine Podcast. It's Vanessa here, and you know we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. Um, So, I don't know. My voice might be a little bit hoarse because I've been sitting here all day watching This Is Us. I'm catching up. And, you know, if anybody out there watches This Is Us, you know how sad this is. I've been crying. My face is swollen. I just, I, I don't know if I have any more tears left in me right now, but yeah, if you watch This Is Us, let me know. Um, I'm way, I'm way, way behind. Um, but all I gotta say at this point is, cause I don't know how many people out there are catching up like me. Um, when is somebody going to tell Kate? You need some therapy. Kate needs her healing, y'all. When is, when are, when is Kate and Kev about to get this healing? Okay? They, they got to close some things. Toby's out here just trying to love Kate. Kev is out here doing that mess right now. I just, I don't know what's going on, but... We really therapy's so important, y'all. We need to we need to catch these healing hands. We need to get this healing. We need to get ourselves some good therapists out here because we need closure. Kate and Kev need some closure because they're not allowing love in. Okay? Things are happening here. So I'm not gonna spoil it. If you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, <laughs> Today is a questions episode. Um, not too long, but I wanted to stay consistent because I know y'all have been sending me questions and I want to honor that you've sent me questions and I also want to answer in a timely manner. So I'm trying my best. If you have questions about love, sex, relationships, and everything in between, go ahead and shoot me an email at vagisteam at gmail.com. Again, shoot any email you want, comments, questions, love notes to vagistim at gmail.com, or you can text anonymously at 443-692-7802. So our first question comes from... Every time y'all send me questions, I definitely try and like get... I'm trying to get you different names. So I'm going to say the first question the first question comes from Tawana. Um Tawana says, "I love your page. Uh I'm a college sophomore and been wanting to have sex for a while. I'm not scared about losing my virginity because I don't care about that. I think I have anxiety about people about I think I have anxiety about it because people know that I know a lot about sex from reading articles and different YouTube videos." So, I'm scared to suck. (laughs) Any tips? Also, I really enjoy your podcast. Well, that's the most important part, Tawana. I gotta remember the fake name that I gave you now. Alright, so, here's the thing. So, I appreciate you reaching out per usual. Um, First of all, you're not gonna suck. Uh, Having sex is constantly a journey and something you're learning and you got to do what's right for you. Even if you read all these articles and watch all these videos, every experience is going to be different, boo. 
And it may not go as you've seen in these articles and videos. In the articles and videos, they don't talk about body odor. In the articles and videos, they'll be talking about you giggling and laughing while having sex. They don't talk about no body odor. They don't talk about falling off the bed. They, <laughs> they don't talk about real life situations. They don't talk about stopping when you need to stop, going to the bathroom. They don't do any of that. So, you know, every experience is unique and it's different for you and it's different for every single partner. So my biggest tip is to relax, breathe, take your time, get out of your head and have some fun. You need to learn, explore, and take your time. And as time goes on, you feel more comfortable and learn new things about what makes your body feel good and what makes every single one of your partner's bodies feel good as well. Every partner is different. And I think that's one of the pieces of advice that folks don't give. A lot of times um, folks just know like, all right, if I touch the titties, it's going to feel good. If I kiss on the neck, it's going to feel good. If I grab the balls, it's going to feel good. When for a lot of people, that may not feel good. And for some people, you know, hitting those spots may be great. For some people, they want you to get right to it. Some people like a lot of foreplay. Some people don't. And so those are the types of things we need to explore with our partners. We also need to have the biggest thing I would say next is to have that communication with your partner. You got to feel comfortable enough because the articles a lot of times in YouTube videos are just trying to teach you technique, but they don't really encourage you to talk to your partner to find ways to have conversations about what makes you and your partner feel good and how you can satisfy each other. So um, here's the thing. My other tip is sex knowledge doesn't always equate to being this, the best at sex. It just means that we know a ton of stuff. So it's the practice and the communication, like I said, that's going to be key. So there are tons of folks, like, and the reason why I'm saying this is because there's tons of folks who've had a ton of sex partners and they still suck. Because they don't communicate or care about the needs of their partners. They're just there to, to hit it, to just get it. So every experience is unique. Yours is going to be great. I'm glad that you're embarking on this journey. Remember to be safe, communicate, relax, breathe, and just get into it. And get out of your head also, you know. So get out of, you know, following the tip, the step-by-step -step that the articles are giving you. And get into the act and get into your partner and get into your body and get the pleasure that you deserve. So I hope this was helpful. Let me know how it goes. Um, and let me know if you need any more tips. I really appreciate you reaching out again. So our next question comes from Winnie. So uh, when he says, Hey there, my question is about open marriages. What would be an appropriate time for a willing couple to examine the possibility of the situation? What are some examples of stipulation rules within this arrangement? Have you heard of open marriages working, i.e. not ending in bitter divorce? Thanks. Winnie, you pose such a, such a great question. And I think it's a question that a lot of people ask themselves and wonder about. And here's the thing. 
in a few weeks, I'm going to have someone on here to talk about polyamory and open marriages and open relationships. So stay tuned and I'll make sure that I give this person who's actually in the situation your questions so that we can answer as well. But I didn't want to leave you hanging on your answers. So I think um, the appropriate time is definitely up to you and your partner. And um, in the past, when I, when we talked about polyamory and open relationships, something that I know for sure is that both partners need to be on the same page. One partner can't want it way more than the other person and the other partner can't be forced into it. I say it has to be a mutual conversation that needs to be brought up slowly and it needs to be brought up um, delicately as well because sometimes for some folks, you know, you'll find that you and your partner are not actually on the same page. And so, you know, you might want to introduce the conversation, but then just be like, hey, these are the feelings that I'm having. This is where I'm coming from with these feelings. And talk about what it is. Is it feeling that you just want to open up your relationship to try something new? Do you want to open up your relationship because you feel like something's lacking? Do you feel like you have more love to give and want to have multiple loving relationships with people? What is it? Is it about just having multiple sex partners. And so I would explore those feelings with your partner, but also do it delicately in a way that's not feeling like, okay, this is the ultimatum. If we don't do this, then boop, this relationship is done. So I would one, broach the subject delicately, see how it goes first. And then from that initial conversation, you know, let it just be an open thing. Like, Hey babe, you know what? I know this might bring up a ton of feelings. Um, I want you to think about this. And how about we reconvene X couple of nights later to talk through your feelings or to talk through how you feel? Because we don't, you know, sometimes we don't know where our partners might be. And they might have a lot of questions that they might have to process in that moment. And we have to be prepared for the emotions that might come from from bringing that up as well. So I would say prepare yourself and, you know, just prepare to be as open as possible, not being defensive. If we have a partner that's like, wait, you trying to say what you trying to do what? And I think depending on how that first interaction goes and again, doing it delicately, we will see how the rest of, you know, how, how the rest of the interaction can go for, you know, our follow-up conversations. Um, so I have friends that are in open um, marriages and some of the stipulations that they have brought up, and it's different for everybody. Some people's stipulations include, we don't bring anybody to the house. We don't, you know, we don't have this person around kids if there's kids in this situation. Um, some people's stipulations are, I don't want to know who you might be out with. I don't want to know who you're dating. If you decide to go into a polyamorous relationship where we're talking about multiple loving partners, we might have to, and, and having relationship with those partners, that might be another situation where we might have to see where our partner is with that and what the stipulations are with that. Because some folks have it in, you know, we are all hanging out with each other. Some folks have it as we're not, you know, that's what you do in your time with your folks over there. And so, um, it's really going to be dependent upon what feels best and most comfortable for you and your partner together. Because again, 
there's no there's there aren't any rules to this um and i would say also when it comes to sex and safety i know some couples that i know you know say at least like hey we don't have unprotected sex with anybody outside like outside of our union here. And so these are some types of things that we're going to have to bring with our partners. We're going to have to think about family time. We're going to have to talk about um, what happens when the person calls. What is the stipulations for calling and texting and engaging? Um, and so you have to do what's best for you and your situation. And I have heard of open marriages working. I have suggested them for many people. And for the folks that I've suggested them for, um, some of those situations may have included that like the wife has not been satisfied with her husband. And I've kind of suggested being like, hey, if you're not satisfied and there's something lacking, why not have a conversation because maybe the husband's lacking something and or maybe he's feeling like some same feelings too. I've seen it happen and work. I know it works for folks that are into it and I know some couples where it wasn't for them simply because of what I was saying at first where one person wanted it so bad or they wanted to just like have sex with all people <laughs> so bad badly and disregarding the, the feelings of their partner. And I've seen this happen where the wife wanted to go out, have fun, have sex, meet people, have relationships with other people. And the husband was not really into it and was kind of brought on board like reluctantly and was kind of like, all right, I'm not really feeling this. I'm more into having emotional connections with people. And as a result, you know, that didn't work out for them. But that's not to say that, you know, that happens in every situation because we know that there are some amazing folks who are out here who we may not even know about who are in open marriages and open relationships without really disclosing all of their business. So I would say stay tuned for, you know, our guests that are coming on to talk about this. And definitely it's all about communication and conversation when it comes to this topic. Because again, it's huge for a lot of people. Some people aren't on the same page initially and some people are. And it was always a feeling that's always just been brewing at the bottom. And it just takes one braver partner to bring it up in order to bring it to light. So let me know if that helped. I hope that was a little bit helpful. And thank you for writing in. Thanks for reaching out. All right. Our next question comes from Didi. So Didi says, <laughs> is using a Ziploc bag appropriate as a makeshift condom? You know what, y'all? I like how we are getting innovative in 2018. I like how we're using what's around us to get into the mood. However... I am going to say no love. Um, I love us for real. I don't want you using no Ziploc bag. So here's the thing about Ziploc bags, right? 
One, Ziploc bags, I'm not sure what plastic that's been made out of. So we know with, with condoms, condoms are made out of latex, polyisoprene, uh, polyurethane, and we know those materials um, to be able to last and be durable with heat um, while we're having sex. And we know them to be durable and lasting when it comes to stretching and also capturing bodily fluids. Um, the thing about Ziploc bags, we don't know. I don't know what plastics are in there. I don't know if that plastic meshes well with people's insides. Um, and the other thing with Ziploc bags, they have edges. Ow, ow, ouchie, ow, ow. So <laughs> we need to think about this. And and you know what? You're not the first. Qu- you're not the first person to ask this. This is a question I get so much. Um, we want to get handy, especially when it's two o'clock in the morning. But I'm gonna need y'all to roll out to that to that to that local. You know, I'm not I'm not getting coins from any pharmacies here, so I'm just referring to your local pharmacy, whichever one's open at twenty open twenty four hours, to go ahead and go get you some condoms. Uh, my other tip is to ensure that you know when you go to your local Planned Parenthood, go to your local um, health clinic that there are free condoms. Get enough, con- just just fill up your hand. Just get up in that basket. Ask that person at the front desk, can I can I get a bag of condoms? They're gonna fill it up for you, no questions asked, for free, for free. And if you go to college. Your local health center should have condoms available for you at all times. And the other thing about Ziploc bags, besides having edges, besides being made out of we don't know what, it's also the the packaging. So depending on what body part we're putting this condom on, we don't know if it's going to be that secure. I mean, the whole point of the condom is to keep, is a barrier method, right? And it's to keep our bodily fluids away from our partner's bodily fluids, correct? So if we have a penis and we're using a Ziploc bag, I don't know how much, it's just a lot. I just, I don't know how much is just going to hang on to the peen, you know what I'm saying? Like it just, it needs to be secure. It needs to be on there. And if we're using it for internal or vaginal sex and we're inserting into the vagina again, All the fluids might just fall out. And so we, you know what, we just need, just hit me up, get at me. I will local clinic locator for you. So you could go ahead and get these condoms. But to answer your question, no, 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 you cannot use a Ziploc bag as a makeshift condom. However, you can use saran wrap, non-microwavable saran wrap as a makeshift dental dam. So dental dams are not something that are easily come by. What we can do is if you do have some saran wrap, y'all getting into it, I say use the non-microwavable because the microwavable saran wrap does have tiny openings in it. Um, so yeah, you can use that as a makeshift dental dam. Again, I wouldn't use that as a makeshift condom either because again, wrapping, 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 security, and knowing what the, what plastics are going into our bodies and sustaining heat is, is something that we need to think about. So I appreciate your question. I hope this was helpful. Hit me back. (laughs) Let me know if I answered your question. And again, thank you so much. 
So the next question is from Nina. And Nina says, Hey, Vagisteam, I haven't had sex in a while, but I'm getting back into it. And it's becoming a little bit harder to become wet. What are your recommendations? And is this something psychological? So, hey, Nina, how are you? Thanks so much for your question. And you're right. Not being able to get wet or not being able, our bodies not being able to do something that we wanted to do is extremely frustrating. So I definitely feel you. So here's a couple of suggestions. The first thing, like you said, it could be psychological, as in if you're super stressed out, you're distracted, um, or you have a lot of stuff going on, it might, it's, it might be hard and it definitely could be hard to get your head into the game. And so if you have, stress that's just that you have not been managing and if you're not getting into your body it's definitely going to you know be it's definitely going to um take some time to get wetter and to get into it so a suggestion would be to lean into whatever your partner's doing so what I mean by that is if your partner's kissing you, if your partner's caressing you, if your partner's performing something on you, go ahead and let whatever's on your mind go. What If that's that laundry, if you're thinking about how dirty your house is, or you know someone says something to you sideways at work, get out of that and lean into, focus on what your partner is doing. Focus on that kiss. Get into that kiss. Focus on that caress and really be mindful in that moment in order to really get the pleasure that you deserve. Sometimes we have a lot of things swirling. And as for me, as a person who always has like work swirling around in my mind, it really took some practice to just breathe that stuff out, taking taking a couple of breaths while we're beginning the act and just focusing on what feels good and what's going on and knowing that that stuff is going to be there when we're done here. So I might as well take some time out for myself and just get into this pleasure and get into what's being provided to me. So yeah, absolutely. And I feel like sometimes our head is the biggest sex organ because it literally determines if we're shutting off or if we're, if, or if we're going full speed ahead. So I say shut that stuff out, get into your body, get into your partner's body, get into whatever's going on and go there. Now, if there's some unresolved stress or unresolved or un- mismanaged stress, then I say there's nothing wrong with getting a therapist and an awesome therapist that can help you come up with some coping strategies to be able to let that let that stress go and really resolve any trauma that might be there if that's if that's the case I'm just bringing up some suggestions um and I would say that having mismanaged stress for me personally really affects literally everything that's going on. It makes me, it doesn't make me feel sexy. It doesn't make me feel like I want to get into anything. And so I say, you know, if it's, if it's on the lighter side, go ahead and breathe and do some meditation. But if it's something deeper, um, definitely seek out, um, a licensed therapist to to help to help resolve um, anything that might be going on that might be definitely deeper and unresolved. The second thing is, are you hydrated, boo? 
are you hydrated? So all the fluids in our body, even, even wet, even, you know, come, even all of the fluids that we have coming out, they have water in them. And if we're dehydrated for some folks, um, that might be an indicator that we don't have enough water in our body. So all of the functions need water. Go ahead, get your water in. If you're not a water person, let's get that infused water popping. Let's get those fruits with water in them going so that you can definitely get this situation going. Um, the next thing I would think about is, um, it's foreplay. Are you getting enough foreplay or are you going straight into it? For some folks, they can just like pow within two seconds. Boom. I'm into it. For some folks like me, Unless my mind has been there all day, unless I've been at work fantasizing about this thing or I saw something that turned me on or whatever, I'm not there. It takes me a while to get warmed up and it takes a lot of people to get warmed up. And so what I mean by warmed up is that kissing, that caressing. For me, I need you to to kiss my neck, caress my thighs, touch my boobs. Like we need all that stuff going on. And the biggest, the prerequisite of foreplay is letting your partner go downtown. Ow, the cunnilingus, the love below. And so we had a show about this, um, a few months ago, go ahead and tune into the episode. There were a ton of techniques. Go ahead and try them out. But that definitely helps with getting more fluids down there. And by getting caressed and relaxed and touched on and kissed up on and licked up on, it, <laughs> it definitely help, helps us get our minds into it. And definitely, like I was saying from earlier before, it, it helps us in winding down and getting in tune and in touch with our bodies and getting in in tune with what our partners are are doing to us so go ahead get you some go ahead and let your partner perform on you um the other thing is it could be hormone changes and that happens naturally all throughout our bodies and all throughout our I meant all throughout our lives. And so if it is something hormonal, um, we can definitely add, and even if it's not something hormonal, if we need some extra support in the lube department and the, you know, in the fluids department, I would say get yourself a lube. Now, if you're using condoms, I would recommend using a silicone-based lube and a water-based lube. If you go the oil route, I would not, I would only recommend oil if you're not using condoms because oil deteriorates um, latex. And as far as the best lubes go, it's different for everybody, but I would say that silicone-based lube mimics vaginal fluids a lot more than water-based, and they last longer than water-based lube because water-based is water. It might dry up quicker, and you might have to apply more, so silicone-based is definitely where it's at. Um, and the other thing is, is some folks, and I, I, I read up on this, I've been reading up on this a little bit more, Um, Some folks recommend um, inserting some oils into the vagina to keep it supple. So the oil recommendations have been olive and coconut oil. And for coconut oil, some folks say that there's some antibacterial effects in there as well, which help. And again, if you're using condoms... 
I would say don't go that route. Don't take that piece of advice. Um, overall, there your I'm glad that you're asking this question. I feel like this is a question that that a lot of a lot of folks wonder about and a lot of folks have. And the other thing when it comes to lube, I just want you to know that it's not an age thing. It's not a uh I've heard I've seen comments, I've heard things where folks are like, oh, only old people use lube. No, lube is there to help lubricate every single situation and to help out and it actually helps I feel like in my personal experience using lube increases it helps with the feeling and it keeps things going a lot more uh and it it feels really good so go ahead I hope you try out one of those strategies or all of them together um tell me how it goes and I definitely hope this was helpful and the last question the last question is anonymous um And the last question is, is it true that the man's G-spot is in the butt? And to answer your question, Anonymous, it is. (laughs) Well, we access it. We access it through the butt or through the anal cavity. So um, the man's G-spot, as I like how you put that, is basically the prostate gland. And so the prostate gland, the easiest way to get to it um, is to, and here's the thing, all of this stuff, and y'all know me, from day one, it's all about communication and communication. So here's the thing, you gotta ask somebody like, hey, what are you into? You know, do you mind if I try something? Are you into butt stuff? Because some some men are not into that at all. And it's it's not, <laughs> sometimes they just don't know about all of the secret treasures that hide, that hide in the butt. They don't know how good it feels. And I mean, hashtag the patriarchy has made them feel like anything in the butt is gay. So they don't want to try. They don't want to do it. And we have to respect that. So until somebody gets to that level on their own, I would not push it. If you've asked and they're like, nah, I ain't with it, then that's okay. You, depending on where you are with your partner, you might have a ton of time to try and get there and practice and they might come around. Um, If your partner is into it and if your partner gives you permission, what we would do is take a lubricated finger, insert it into, and I would say it would be your index finger, insert it into the anus, um, and then you would point your finger like a come hither downward, a downward come hither motion. Um, and you should feel something that's kind of like, feels like a, a ball a little bit. Um, and again, check in with your partner and see how that goes. And for a lot of men, they say that this feels really good. Um, but again, the person has to be open to it. Don't just go in there, sticking your butt in there, sticking your finger in there um (laughs) because that's not okay so again if your partner's into it we're going to swirl around swirl around the anus with a lubricated finger insert your finger about two inches inside and curl it towards the front of the body until you feel like that bulb of tissue, like that ball of tissue, and go ahead and keep stroking it softly see how your partner responds if they're not into it then gladly exit the premises, um, say thank you, uh, we tried that, and good night, um, and maybe they want to try it again, but check in, see how it goes, and 
if they're really into it, keep going, twirl, uh, twirl, tap your finger lightly, um, until your partner seems like they want you to go faster and firmer and maybe you'll bring them to orgasm. I hope you found this helpful. Let me know how it goes. Um, (laughs) As usual, y'all, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for sending me your questions. Keep sending me your questions. I love your questions. Um, And again, you could send those to vagisteam at gmail.com or you could text them anonymously to 443-692-7802. Please remember to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can follow the podcast on SoundCloud. So go ahead and follow it. And you could comment in the episode on SoundCloud. You could listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Music, and Apple Podcasts. Send me your comments, leave your rating, leave your comments. I love to hear what you think about the podcast. Go ahead and follow Vagisteam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Vagisteam. And oh, I am going to be at, by the time this episode drops, I am going to be at UMBC. So if you attend UMBC, if you're there, stop by um, (laughs) for the Sex in the Dark event where I will be and come say hello. Um, And if you work at a college or attend a college or university, Vagisteam is on a college tour. So uh, holla at your girl. You can download the speaker packet on vagisteam.com. Oh, 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 and how could I forget? Yes, it's the college tour, which I'm super excited. Bring me to your college to spring, spread this vagisteam. But the thing I could not forget is now there is vagisteam merch. So... which a lot of people are excited about. I'm excited about it. So we have a couple of t-shirts and buttons on the website. You can access the website at vagisteam.com slash shop. That is actually slash, hello, slash shop. Um, And get your t-shirt, get your buttons, get you one or two for your boo. And I can't wait for you to rock them. If you do buy a um, shirt, make sure you take a picture with your shirt. Tag me. I hope you love it. Um, but yes, there is Vagisteam merch now and I'm super duper duper excited about it. So again, there's some instructions. Go ahead and rate Go ahead and comment. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Follow. Bring me to your college. Buy the merch. Oh, and if you have some extra coins, go ahead and drop it on the PayPal on my website as well. I love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks for listening. And I will see you next week. Bye. Oh, and if you have a topic idea, send it to me too. All right. Bye. I'm so possessive, so I love this rock necklace.